Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. Well, what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 exam, which is the General Securities Representative exam. Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products, and as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at Series 6, and that's the number 6, Lessons.com. Again, www.series6lessons.com. If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full-length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is lesson number six, investment objectives. The full length of the audio lesson is 27 minutes and two seconds, and you are only going to be getting a portion of that lesson. This is Series 6 Exam Audio Lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam, Lesson Number 6. Welcome to this lesson about the FINRA Series 6 Exam. We're on to another section of the test. This is a new unit. So unit two, part one, it, and this unit is all about evaluates customers' financial information, identifies investment objectives, provides information on investment products, and makes suitable recommendations. So this is just another section of the FINRA Series 6 exam test, and so the content will be a little different from the last unit. So we're going to go over some things that uh, on that topic, then I'll give you a a section of this lesson to go ahead and test yourself. I'll give you a question, give you a few seconds to think about it. You can pause the recording or you can just go on and then I will explain the answer. And if you do well on that, then you are ready to move on. So let's go ahead and get started. So one of the very most important things in order to make recommendations to your customers, you need spend, you need to spend enough time getting to know your customer so that you understand what kind of recommendations you should make in the first place. You can get in trouble. You can be held liable if your customers think, hey, they made really poor decisions. And on further review, 
it's seen that you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't really take the time in order to get to know your your customer's financial history or their current finances well enough in order to make suitable suggestions. So that is something that is in your court that you need to make sure that you do with every single customer or else you can be found liable for that. So recommendations that are based on knowledge of the customer are said to be suitable. So that's when we're talking about the requirements of the exam. It says you make suitable recommendations. So those are just ones that are sort of based on the evidence that you've gathered about your customer. It is a, it's suited to their financial history, to their current finances, to their investment goals. You have to make sure that you use reasonable diligence. So it's doing what you reasonably can in order to get to know your customer and establish what are called the essential facts before making recommendations. You need to understand the customer's investment profile. Those include things like their goals. Are they wanting to make a lot of money really quickly? Do they want to invest long term? So their time constraints, is it something that an investment that they're Say, well, I want to invest for my son who to go to college, but right now he's only three. So you've got a much longer time constraint. So you can put him in something that doesn't grow quite as fast, but it is more so uh, more secure so that he's more likely to hang on to his money. And if somebody needs something that is really quick, that's a whole nother story. You need to understand their tolerance for risk. So... Are they okay with you investing in things that are really risky or do they want you to stick to things that are a little bit more ho-hum, more secure, but also not as likely to have a high yield? You need to know about their age. There's different health factors and different factors that you need to think about as their age. If they're already really old, you probably don't want to do something that's a super long-term investment. Unless it's, say, it's investing for their estate, trying to uh, have something to leave to those uh, to their family when they pass on. So understanding that. You need to understand what other investments in their portfolio that they've already previously made. So you know what to recommend, recommend in the future. You need to know their liquidity needs. So liquidity being how quickly you can turn your investment back into cash. So if you're investing in something like real estate, real estate is notoriously illiquid. It is hard and lengthy to turn it back into cash. And so if your customer needs to be able to quickly just cash out the investment and get a bunch of money from it, probably shouldn't invest in real estate. Do something more like stocks and other funds that will allow you to cash out more quickly. And then it's also just good to understand the customer's investment experience. You need to know what they all they already understand. So you know how much that you need to explain to them. Say, if someone's already a seasoned investor, then you're not going to have to walk them through things quite as much. A little less hand-holding, a little bit more just coaching. So that they can do a lot more on themselves. But if not, if they really need to have different terminology explained to them or uh, things of that nature, then yeah, you can be there and provide more support as it is needed. So a recommendation in the official term, the official tense of being a financial advisor is a communication that could reasonably be seen as suggesting that a customer do something or refrain from doing something coming from either a person or a software program. So sometimes people use investment programs 
when it has to do with a security or investment strategy. So anytime that you make, you say something to uh, one of your clients that they could construe as being a suggestion to either act in a certain way or to not act in a certain way when we're talking about securities and investments, then that is seen as a recommendation. And that recommendation, as we mentioned, needs to be suitable. It needs to be based on knowing your customer and having a good feel for his or her profile. It is not a recommendation if a broker-dealer simply explains in general investment strategies without suggesting a specific one. So you can have, sit down and have a conversation and say, well, we could, uh, one strategy have that most people do is diversifying and this is how you would do that. So if you're having a general conversation. You're not saying, well, I think you should put all of your money in this specific mutual fund. That would be a recommendation. But if just talking about how mutual funds work and how people use mutual funds without suggesting a specific mutual fund, that's not seen as an official recommendation. It's just sort of counseling. Both the recommendation to sell or the recommendation to hold are considered recommendations as well. So you're saying, well, you should sell these shares of stock. That's a recommendation. Or you should hold off on selling those shares of stock because I think the price is still going to go up. That sort of thing. is That's also considered a an official recommendation. So both of those. Be careful to make sure you choose your words carefully because once you've done that, that's official. That is legally, you have to legally be able to back that up. So for a, for a recommendation or a suggestion to be suitable, the agent has to be diligent in understanding the potential risks and rewards that are associated with the security. And they have to determine that this specific security, whatever it is, must be suitable for at least some investors. Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website, series6lessons.com, and that's series, the number six, lessons.com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies.